back for part two right now. Okay. Yeah, we good? I don't know why they did that, but it did do that. Apologize about that. So we were talking about, you're leaving the kitchen, bro. Everybody's kind of clowning, saying, bro, you ain't ever going to get out. You're like, man, I got bigger aspirations than this shit, homie. You know what I mean? It's time to move up in the ranks, you know? And you want to start, uh, you know, giving back to the yard, being a part of the, the teaching program. Yeah. And uh, I started enrolling in uh, all the self-help groups. Uh, I even enrolled myself in uh, a program called The Edge Uh it's an acronym for uh, Education, Diversion, and Goals to Endeavor. It's a youth prevention program where they bring local kids from the communities right there around uh, Kern Valley State Prison, bring them inside, and uh, have us mentor them, you know, uh, try to guide them in the right direction. Uh, and it, it wasn't anything uh, in the style of, uh, what do you call that, uh, uh, scared straight, where they get in their face and yell. No, nah, we didn't do that. We just talk to them calmly and, 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 and just told them the truth, you know, what, uh, what they're expected uh, to live like uh, if they continue on that path of uh, self-destruction. And uh, so that was one of the one of that, uh, programs that I uh, enrolled in uh, in 2014. By 2017, uh, uh, they made me the chairman for the last year, uh, from 2016 to 2017, I was the chairman. Uh, and uh, that was a very positive uh, and impactful program for me. Uh, I mean, I was there in that program to help these kids, but I think uh, the program was doing more help for me. Uh, I saw those. I saw myself in those kids, and some of them were Nortenos. They were Norteño kids, uh, and, and but I I looked at them as. Uh, some of them, like they were my own nephews, uh, um, because I, I watched my nephews growing up, you know, as kids, teenagers, and to young adults. And um, I didn't distinguish uh, Sureño from Norteño in those kids. To me, they were just kids that that were uh, going in the wrong direction. Uh, I didn't want them to see. I didn't want to see them. Uh, uh, having to experience uh, what I went through, you know. Uh, and so uh, the self-help groups, uh, I started uh, uh, learning a lot of stuff about myself um, that, I, that I still needed to tap into. Uh, and uh, so I went to the parole board in 2015. That was my second one, and uh, I was denied. You know, they asked me, uh, how come you haven't gone... Uh, to an SNY yard, you know, and and I, I just told, an SNY yard is a sensitive needs yard, you know, um, for those that feel that they need protection or something, uh, they remove them from the general population and, and, and transfer them to a, a, an SNY yard. And I, you know, my answer was, oh, I, I don't have sensitive needs. Uh, I'm fine right here. Um, and they denied, they denied me parole, and, and, and I think in large part that was because of that. So uh, they denied me for three years, but the law says that if you're denied parole for three years, uh, as opposed to five, seven, ten, or fifteen, uh, the board will review my case in a year, and if they see that I follow their recommendations from that parole denial, they'll call me back uh, 
before the three years, like a year and a half or something. And so I went again in, in, in 2016, and the same thing, you know, uh, they denied me. Um, and uh, I didn't want to cop to uh, uh, the association, the validation stuff, you know. I, I, I kind of refused to talk about that. And uh, they saw that, well, you're not being transparent, you know. Uh, you're, uh, you're still harboring a criminal mentality because you're, uh, you're not being transparent with us. So 20, I went again in 2017, and uh, uh, finally I admitted to what I had did, just what I described here earlier, you know. I told them, yeah, I did this, I did that. Um, I even told them I, I did things that uh, I hadn't done, but they were written in my confidential file, you know. I said, yeah, I, I admitted to it. Yeah, I did that too, you know. I did a lot of things that... Uh, I didn't get caught for in prison, you know. And um, uh, they denied me, but they gave me positive feedback. Okay, uh, now you're now you're coming around. You're you're starting to open up, you know. So I went. Uh, I got an override transfer to Ironwood. And um, I had 155 points at Kern Valley, and. You know, Lucky, uh, to get to a level three yard, you have to have 59 or under. And you only reduce per year eight points. So how long is that going to take me from 155 to get to 59 when too, I only reduce eight points a year? Too long. Too long. But they had changed the, the policy. Uh, and now you can get override just as long as you show positive programming and you go to committee and... Um, you know, the committee feels that you're suitable, eligible, and suitable for that override. Uh, you can apply for it and, uh, and, and get that override. So I did. I applied for it. And my counselor was adamant about not uh, recommending that transfer. But I had a lot of staff, uh, uh, COs and, 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 and the teachers I was working for uh, spoke up for me. And, and and they told the captain, like, um, this guy's a model prisoner, you know. Uh, um, uh, if anyone deserves it, he deserves a, the override. And so he interviewed me. The captain interviewed me, and and and, uh, and he talked about my past and everything. You know, he said, but that's a long time ago, you know. And, and since you've been here, uh, you've been making a lot of gains, positive gains. And I like what you're doing, you know. So I'll, I'm gonna give you that. I'm gonna give you that transfer. And uh, when I went to committee for that, to make it official, because you have to go through the, uh, the formal process, uh, my counselor was arguing with the captain about that. She said, I, I don't want to put my signature on that, because if he goes over there and does something, my, my name's going to be on that. And uh, they had me step out of the, the room so they can argue. And then they called me back in. And, uh, and the captain said, uh, you know, uh, not all were in favor of the transfer, your, your override transfer, but I have the last word, and uh, transfer's granted. <laughs> <laughs> and she was sitting now in a high chair with a gag ball in her mouth. <laughs> Shut your ass up! Damn, bitter 
fucking I, I get it though you know what I mean they, I mean but at the same time when you they reading your file bro all right well let's read this part too don't don't skip over all these good things that the homie's doing right here you know yeah and and you know what it's crazy about too in regards to like counselors and CEOs and not all of them obviously from what you're saying but the captains I mean they're professionals at this point of seeing through the bullshit. Yeah. You know, like they 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 like they're like, hey, I didn't grow on the streets, but I've been working here for X amount of years and I've seen the best and the worst. You know what I mean? And right now I'm looking at you, dog, and I don't feel like you running game on me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like all the shit you've been doing on the yard right here has just been a fucking uh you know what I mean, a, a facade, a fucking uh, you know, a circus, you know, or something. Like you actually you the real deal, bro. We're gonna give you the transfers. If they give you the transfer, bro, to Ironwood. That's exactly what uh, the captain said. He he used the words, "You're the real deal." Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> there it is, there, baby. Let me let me add. Uh, I had a uh, there was an inmate scholars program out of Bakersfield College that uh, it was a pilot project they were doing uh, with Kern Valley State Prison uh, on my yard to do inside uh, college uh, courses where the professor's coming inside. And I was the first, uh, one of the uh, first uh, 30 guys that were chosen for that uh, pilot project. And uh, so I got to meet the director of that program from Bakersfield College, she was coming in. And uh, she, uh, she wanted assistance, you know, to try to recruit more guys to come in. Uh, if the program is a success, you know, we'll expand. Uh, bring more professors in and and bring more uh, uh, try to get more students off the yard to come in and enroll so um, We had initially 30 guys and then uh, we got up to like 50 and We were stagnant at, at that at that point 50. Uh, we couldn't get more guys off the yard That's when uh, they started utilizing me and four of the guys we were we were part of the uh, the uh, Inmate Education Advisory Council. Uh, and uh, so we set out to going uh, building by building, talking to the, the guys on the yard. Hey, you guys want to enroll in college, man? It's a good program and everything. And we started bringing in more guys. And, and uh, by the time I got that override transfer, remember I said uh, we were stagnant at 50 uh, for uh, close to a year. And then when they allowed us to like go recruit. We got to uh, about 250 and growing by the time I left, you know, uh, and more more professors started coming in. Then the program started expanding to other prisons, uh, uh, all the local prisons around Bakersfield, you know, and and, uh, it was was a success. That program was a success. Thanks to you. Um, They... um, they gave me a, a lot of credit on that. Uh, the, um, the vice principal from the education department, he wrote me a chrono, a good chrono, to, uh, to take to the board with me, you know, that uh, because of the success of that program, and, and, and large part was uh, my participation in it, you know, and, and, and the other guys uh, that I mentioned uh, that were part of that uh, Inmate Education Advisory Council. Absolutely. Yeah, that's dope, bro. So um, I get the transfer to uh, Ironwood, and there's all kind of program, programming over there. I mean, these guys are getting found suitable by the week. 
And I couldn't believe it because I had only seen one guy ever that had been found suitable, and that was on Kern Valley on my yard. Uh, I was supposed to be the second one getting found suitable on that yard uh, uh, in Kern Valley. But now I'm in Ironwood, and, 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 and this is just a, a, a parole suitability factory. They're producing guys. <laughs> You're in the perfect fun. spot to go yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. And 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 uh, the first guy uh, that I hear that got found suitable, uh, Mark Taylor. Uh, I approached him. I, I would start picking his brain. I, I you know, uh, I told him I had been to 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 four. Got got denied. So uh, he said, "Or oh, just sign up." Sign up for these classes, you know, and I, I facilitate some of them. I said, all right. And I did that, you know, and I started uh, learning a lot of things, a lot more things uh, about myself through these guys, you know. And um, so I'm working again in the education department, uh, doing the same thing I was doing at Kern. So now we're in uh, March 2018, and here my parole board comes up again. And... Uh, go through the same process. Uh, right away, the commissioners asked me, you were supposed to go home on your last one in 2017. What what happened? And I told them, I know what happened. Uh, I wasn't transparent with you guys. Uh, um, I wasn't truthful with everything that I did uh, in prison, and, and uh, I minimized. And he said, what, what part did you minimize? I said, the extent of my role in, uh, in the prison gang. Uh, and, uh, and, he, and he asked me, uh, what do you mean by that? I said, there were times when I shot called. And at the last hearing, I told you that I didn't. But here, I'm telling you that I did. And, uh, and he said, like, damn, that's all, that's all we wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah. Just that right there that, you know, I, I call some shots. And um, they let me go home. Let you go home. They let me go home. Right there and there. Yeah. Um, I mean, what did they tell you, bro? The commissioner, the, commi the lead commissioner, after the hearing, he, he, uh, he asked the guard to put me in the holding tank uh, right across the hall. He said, I want to speak to him in private. Okay. And so I sat down, man, and... and, and and here he comes behind me because I was facing the wall, and he and he, and he said my name. He said stand up, and, and face me, you know. And I turned around. This guy was like six five. Man. Uh, he used to be a warden, I think, in Salinas Valley, and he and he said congratulations, and he and he stuck his hand out and shook, shook your my hand, hand, which is something that doesn't really happen yeah, too often. Yeah. Um, uh, even my my attorneys said that they've represented a lot of people uh, in parole hearings. They had never seen that. But he told me, he said, uh, he said, uh, um, uh, I know you're genuine. And I have a message for you uh, to take out to the yard. He said, tell the guys that they can come home, just like you. And, uh, and he said, uh, tell the guys that I want them to go home. Go home right, though, and fix the kids in their communities because these kids need a lot of fixing. Let's go, buddy. Let's go, buddy. That motherfucker right there, man. 
talk about the realest you can the words come out of man's mouth to an individual like yourself in that position at the time and what was your response and I told him that, well that's what I intend to I mean he knew about my immigration situation that I, I had a detention but he told me like if you're allowed to stay that's what I want you to do yeah and I said uh, well I mean, that's something that uh, I have experience in because of the EDGE program I was involved in, Kern Valley, you know, mentoring these kids. And uh, I intend to do that. And he said, uh, okay, uh, uh, I really hope that you're allowed to stay. Um, and you know what? I'll probably never forget those words from that, uh, that commissioner. And it's actually something that, uh, that, uh, that I've been doing uh, um, since I've been out. I, I've mentored a couple of kids. But I don't want to get too far ahead because there's another another uh, wild event that happened, man. Uh, Who would have thought, bro, that it ends there? <laughs> so four months later, uh, approximately four months and, and, and a week later, uh, my counselor calls me to her office. Uh, she says, hey, I got a phone call from ICE. You got an uh, ICE hold on you. So I went to the office and I spoke with the ICE agent and he says, uh, I, um, I knew I was supposed to get released. This was on a Monday and I knew I was supposed to get released on a Friday, the following Friday. And, uh, and the ICE agent says, uh, we're going to pick you up on Thursday. Uh, we're going to hold you in, in custody. Uh, and he asked me if I had intentions of uh, self-deporting or, or um, Fighting the deportation, yeah. And and I had to make that decision right there, man. I long for my freedom, you know. Yeah. I long for it, but I told him, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna fight deportation, and he says, okay. So yeah, for, uh, Thursday came, they they picked me up, and uh, he asked me again right there, are you sure you don't want to uh, go to Mexico? I'll take you to the border this evening. You'll be a free man. And I said, nah, uh, I'm gonna go to the process center uh, I want to fight the deportation he says okay so I'm there and uh, I get to uh, the was that a tough decision for you yeah it was because uh, I longed for my freedom already you know and, and, it's, and now it's on me just one word like yeah take me to the border where you can be free right yeah, now yeah without my family though yeah and uh, I guess uh my longing to be with my family won that uh, that battle right there and determined the decision that I made uh, I'm going to fight the deportation. And so uh, I went to the ICE processing center, and when I got out of the uh, prison, man, I, I felt like, man, liberated, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, the politics and all that stuff, you know, it was, it was over with. Uh, I mean, I, I wasn't involved in that anymore, but just not being around it anymore yeah. was a relief, you know? Because even though you already like stepped away from it, uh, but it's still there, you know? And um, so I go to the ICE detention and, and as soon as I get to the dorm or, or where I was at, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a few Sudenos there. And, and, and they approach me, you know, and uh, uh, I let them know where I came from and everything. And I, oh, okay. Uh, and so, you know, you, you kind of like gravitate towards familiarity, you know, and you know, yeah. yeah, and, and uh, they're letting me know how things uh, are ran there as far as, you know, the policies and all that stuff, the process, uh, but these, 
these guys tell me right away, like, hey, we had problems with the paisas, you know. Uh, we just we were just in a riot yesterday with them. <laughs> I and say, this what? can send you back, huh? Yeah, uh, like it's a parole violation, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and and I don't even remember what it was about, you know. But uh, they got into it in the dorm, and uh, I want to make sure that I don't violate parole. Better secure your freedom. Yeah, yeah. And so. Um, Tensions were still high because it just happened the day before, and 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 so uh, I I said, well, who who um who called shots for them, you know? And they pointed them out. And I said, well, you know, let's let's hold a meeting, you know, and uh, and we did. We held a meeting, uh, and and uh, and it was talk, you know, hey, um, and 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 I'm making suggestions, you know. Absolutely. Hey, okay, what happened yesterday, man? Uh, uh, that's just dead. You guys got your licks in or whatever each side it's over with they started fresh they started new and everybody agreed and after that it ran smoothly you know <laughs> communication <laughs> skills yeah, baby yeah, i mean yeah. you were vet in the game baby you yeah, know what i mean and where you came from bro i mean as far as i i'd be in that situation your word is gold baby you know what i mean it's like hey OG homies, I think this, all right dog you got a couple dudes that are fucking got their feathers ruffled up and shit and it's just yeah. like hey my g be easy, dog. Yeah, um, everything was cool. So two weeks after I got there, I get an asylum interview because that's I'm requesting a, a, a asylum. Uh, I'm, I'm telling them that, uh, uh, you know, my brother that's right here, uh, he had an incident with the, uh, some cartel members over there. Man, they, he was over there visiting, and they wouldn't know who he was. You know, uh, he has tattoos on him, and so that he's not from around here. You know, he has tattoos, so. Um, they uh, um, they forced them out of a, a, a location that my brother was in, and uh, uh, they 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 um, they took him out at gunpoint because my father, my brother was refusing to um, leave the establishment because uh, as my brother told me he's like man if I go with them that's probably it for me you know considering what be going on over there you know yeah. Uh, my brother said, "Man, they're gonna find me all chopped up or something." You know? But they, they um, once they they pulled guns on him, they they took him outside and and, and uh, just interrogating him, uh, like, "Who are you? Why are you here?" You know, uh, and they were just uh, uh, according to the answers that my brother was giving, they were confirming them. You know, and 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 uh, and uh, so they found out that my brother they asked him what does he where does he live what does he do for a job uh for a living and everything my brother lives in la you know he's just visiting over there he drives these, he these, drives trucks these are being interrogated by cartel members okay yeah, yeah um he tells them i live in la i drive trucks you know uh, for a living uh, uh transportation and they're like oh transportation you know and so they offered him to uh, do business for him you know uh, my brother declined, and uh, that didn't sit well with them, you know. And uh, um, so, uh, I don't want to get too much into that, but uh, the village is small. The word spreads around easily over there. So when the rumor is that I'm in ICE detention now, his brother, and he's likely going to be deported. So now there's rumors about these members that uh, had it. Took him outside of that location at gunpoint. I said, "Oh well, when Serafin gets home, we'll grab him and force his brother to do our bidding." 
So, you know, I had to explain this to ICE. That's why I don't want to go uh, to, uh, to Mexico, you know. And, uh, and so uh, ICE made their report, and they said, okay, that's, that's credible. That's a credible uh, information that you just provided. But we're going to have to deny you because Mexico is big. It's a big country. You don't have to necessarily return to your home village. You can go anywhere else in Mexico and, and be safe. And so uh, I said, uh, they told me, do you, do you want a, a judge, uh, immigration judge, to review your case, or are you willing to uh, sign out for your deportation? I said, no, I want a judge to hear that. You know? So I went to court a week later uh, before immigration judge, and um, the same story that I told the uh, asylum officers, I repeated it to the judge. But I was telling the judge, like, I need a lawyer. I don't, I, I, from the very beginning, I told him, I don't want to have this hearing. I want a lawyer. Uh, um, and the judge was like, well, you only have 10 days, uh, uh, and we're on our sixth day. We have to proceed. I said, no, I have four more days. I could get a lawyer. Uh, in one day, I could get a lawyer. And he was like, no, we're going to have this hearing. So as I'm telling the judge all this, I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant. I'm, I keep repeating, I need a lawyer. Uh, I'm a, uh, the report said that I requested a lawyer about 13 times. So the, uh, finally the judge made a decision to uh, have me deported. But he, he reads, and it says on the document, uh, you have 15 days within which to file an appeal. Otherwise, uh, uh, you will be deported. If failure to do so after 15 days, you will be deported. So uh, I said, okay, I got 15 days. Well, the next day, they wake me up at 4 in the morning. Uh, hey, pack up your stuff. You're being deported. I said, no, nah, uh, I have 15 days. Well, but at that time, 14 days. And I said, uh, no, nah, we're deporting you today. I said, no, look, this document right here signed by the judge. We don't care. You're being deported today. So I'm like, damn. <laughs> and I told him, no, uh, no. Nah, uh, I'm not going to cooperate with the deportation. Uh, so we're at a standoff now, and I'm in the dorm, and uh, and I tell him, you're going to have to drag me out of here. Now here's getting physical. Here's uh, potentially uh, a parole violation if I get physical, you know? Uh, and so um, I'm trying to uh, find a way to uh, deal with them. Uh, and they shut the phones off over there, when there's a deportation process going on to Mexico, for security reasons, uh, they don't want anyone hijacking the bus en route to, to uh, the border. And so I can't call attorneys or anything, you know. Um, and so uh, uh, I asked to speak to the, uh, like, the equivalent to the watch commander of ICE there. And they said, uh, well, you have to go up front to the front office because you can't, he's not going to come over here to the dorm. And I'm like, I'm not leaving this dorm because I know, I know if I leave this dorm, I'm not coming back. Yeah, they're going to cuff you up. And, yeah, and they yeah. put me in that bus. Uh, so uh, at, at one minute, I, <laughs> I was thinking, like, uh, have everybody come out, man, and, 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 and like, uh, do a demonstration or something. Like, no. Nah, you're violating his rights, you know, but it's four in the morning. Yeah. You know? yeah. Everybody is asleep, man. So uh, so they uh, they told me, look, if you want to speak to the, our supervisor, go up to the front. 
I finally decided to do that. And uh, uh, I, I took my stuff with me and I gave everything uh, um, to the guys that, uh, that I was there with, gave them everything. I said, look, I come back, I want my stuff back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, all right, all right, thinking I wasn't coming back, you know? Yeah. And so uh, I went up to the front and I got to speaking with the uh, supervisor, from, uh, uh, supervising ICE agent. And I'm explaining to him, uh, you're violating my rights, you know, and, 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 um, and, but they didn't care. So uh, I said, well, you guys are going to have to drag me. And there were like 25 other uh, guys that were being deported to Mexico with me, along with me. And uh, by the time I got to the uh, front office, these guys are already out of their jumpsuits and in their civilian clothes on the chain gang. Yeah. And they're ready to go on the bus. I'm holding them up. <laughs> and uh, so I, I, the, the supervising ICE agent says, look, give us your fingerprint. And uh, I said, uh, let me get a phone call first, and then I'll give you my print, because that's part of the process. They, they want your index fingerprint. I said, I'll give you my fingerprint, but just give me a phone call. And he said, it doesn't work that way. And uh, I said, well, you know, get your guys together, and then uh, you're going to have to drag me in the bus. I'm, I'm not going willingly. They didn't want to do that either for some reason. Well, they're violating my right in the, in the, to begin with. So if there's a report that this is going on, it's going to come out like, well, you, you're, you weren't supposed to deport him today anyway. So uh, I knew that much, and so it was like a, a game of chess, you know, and we're at a stalemate right here. So uh, um, right, right at the point where I thought they were getting ready to uh, put their hands on me, uh, I, I gave in. I said, okay, you know what? Um, oh, um, the, the supervising agent, he told me, look, as all these agents right here are my witness, witnesses, give us your print, and I'll walk you to that phone and let you make a call. And I looked around, and all of them went like this. I said, yeah. all right. I gave him my print, and sure enough, uh, he took me to. He walked me over to the phone. I called Loyola Law School, who represented me at all my parole board hearings. Uh, by this time, it's already like 9 a.m. because it was a long process. <laughs> it took that long of a standoff, you know. And uh, uh, I call Loyola. Uh, they answer it, and I'm telling them what's going on. They're about to deport me, and they're like. When, like in a couple of days? No, like right now. And they're like, oh, well, they can't do that. Uh, let us speak to the, one of the agents. And I, I looked at the supervising agent. Um, my lawyer wants to talk to you. And he's like, nah, we're not going to talk to any lawyers. We're giving you your phone call. Do what you got to do because we're going to hang up in a minute. And uh, my lawyer says, okay, Serafina, uh, look, this is, we want you to do this. Whatever you have to do, do it very slowly. You got to tie your shoes. Tie them very slowly because we need every minute, we need every second to file an emergency appeal. Appeal. I said, all right. Hung up, boom, and did exactly as they told me to do. You know, I was taking my time getting out of my jumpsuit, putting on my socks, my clothes. <laughs> I was taking my sweet time, man. And uh, uh, finally, when I was ready, uh, uh, I got on the bus, you know, and uh, we left. Uh, we left. Uh, uh, we stopped in uh, in San Bernardino, a, a substation of ice right there, uh, had lunch. So that that saves us some time. And uh, there's a holding tank they put us in. They said, there was a phone in there that said, don't use it. 
And uh, first thing I did, I got on it, <laughs> called Loyola, hey, we're over here in San Bernardino. We're going to be here for an hour. We're eating lunch. They said, okay, good. Ice Age comes in, he grabs the phone, and he hangs it up, you know. But I got I got it, uh, the call in, you know. Yeah. So, boom, we're en route now to uh, uh, the border. And uh, I'm thinking they're going to have to drag me off the bus. <clears throat> but as I get to San Diego County, it's already the afternoon, and I'm seeing uh, people enjoying their freedom, families walking together, the park, and all this and that, and what I want, freedom. I told myself, you know what, I'm getting off the bus. I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to Mexico. And we got off the bus, lined all 25 of us along the wall to the gate, and they're processing uh, one at a time. Uh, I'm number 16 out of 25. When I'm, there's like five left ahead of me, I'm going to be through that gate in about 10 minutes maybe or less. When the ICE agent says, uh, hey, Serafin, uh, he said, uh, step out of that line. He says, uh, don't, don't walk through that gate because you'll never come back. He says, uh, get back on the bus. Uh, we're, we're taking you back to the process, ICE processing center. <laughs> I knew what happened. You know, uh, they, my attorneys were successful. You know? Look at these guys over here. They got popcorn. They got licorice. Homie's got some milk duds over there. Everybody's starving on back here. That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, um, I'm back uh, at the processing center uh, the next day. But um, before, I'm hungry, you know, I, um, before we leave the, uh, the border back up uh, to uh, the processing center, I told him, hey, I'm hungry, you know, uh, give me some food or, or, or water or something. He said, yeah, we're going to stop right now. And I'm thinking, okay, they got sack lunches, you know, like when you transfer through a state prison, you know. Yeah. They stopped at a McDonald's, um, and I thought, you know, they were going to get their food, and they're going to give me my sack lunch, you know. Ah, they came back with uh, two uh, uh, sack lunches, uh, uh, but they're from McDonald's, you know? And uh, there's um, cheeseburgers in them and, 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 and a Coke. And man, that was the best cheeseburger I ever tasted. <laughs> two of them, <laughs> yeah, man. And, and, and so, boom, I get back to Adelanto uh, uh, the next day, and uh, uh, four in the morning, 24 hours later, and I, 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 go, I, I go in my... Uh, my room where I was at, and uh, one of the homies was there on the bottom bunk, and I'm like, hey, give my bunk, man. <laughs> go, go back up to the top bunk, man. I, I want all my stuff back. <laughs> they, was, they, they looked at me. Like they Look, they seen a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck you doing, man. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it, but yeah. I need some rest right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was back in uh, um, uh, five, uh, uh, five months later, uh, I get a bond hearing because I knew. Wow, five months later. Yeah. Still in there. Yeah, still in there. I knew you're entitled to a bond hearing after you served six months uh, with the processing center ICE. And uh, I told my whole family, if they deny me bail, I'm gone. I'm not going to sit here after uh, after this uh, bond hearing. I'm going to Mexico. I'm, I'm just not going to sit here for two, three years waiting, you know. And my whole family were, were cool with it. Uh, uh, I went to uh, my bond hearing, and I had a good attorney, um, and uh, she was she was fighting for me, and, and uh, so my hope my family's all behind me, and uh, the, the my attorney's 
presenting all my accolades, my certificates, uh, all my positive programming. And uh, the U.S. government attorney saying, like, no, nah, this guy still presents a threat. You know, um, he, uh, uh, he has a murder, you know. Uh, they didn't know anything of what I did inside. They didn't have, they weren't privy to that information, which is good. Uh, probably I would have been denied uh, uh, bail. Anyway, uh, deliberation, here comes the judge to read his decision. And uh, first words, uh, uh, um, about the decision, he says, uh, uh, well, the, the government has presented a compelling argument that the respondent, me, still presents a danger to society. So I thought, okay, bail denied, here I come, Mexico. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a pause, and then he says, however, his extensive rehabilitation, with his re extensive re rehabilitation, he has overcome that. <laughs> he says, I'm granting bail. <laughs> <laughs> so like, man, my heart was like a roller coaster, yeah. man. And then he says, uh, I'm setting bail at 100000 Oh, my heart sank again, you know? Because everyone I had been seeing that, was, that had been getting bail there in ICE detention was like 10000 uh, Like the most was like 15000 So I was thinking, okay, if I'm going to get a high bail, it's probably going to be like 25000 you know? And, yeah. and, yeah, and it's 10% of that, right? Uh, I think for uh, federal, it's like 15%. Okay. And I said, but yeah, my family can um, deal with that right there, you know. Uh, but no, he said 100,000, man, and my heart sank. And so I, 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 I was turned around to look at my family with a sad look in my face, like, hey, we, we put up the good fight, you know. Yeah. But they were all like this, you know. And I'm like, what? what we got they, you. Yeah, I'm like, what do they know that I don't know, you know? <laughs> last I recall, we were poor when I came here, you know. <laughs> Sir, you were 17 years old. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, that evening, that evening, man, uh, they posted bail for me. and then, uh, Let's go, baby. Yeah. You know what? I have a question for you, brother. And, and you feel free to ask it or not, uh, answer it or not, bro. But... I've I've had I've had homies on here that have uh, recently got out from a life sentence, and they said during the board hearing they wanted to hear about the the act, the of the crime committed, yeah. you know, and so you, uh, the vibe that I've gotten from you are the words that have come out your mouth, bro, that you did not, you know, commit that, and you know, feel free to answer or not, bro, because I know it can potentially be, you know something tough to answer, bro. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to... No, I, I'm, perf I'm perfectly fine with answering it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, I denied uh, uh, having committed this crime throughout all my board hearings, throughout all my sentence, trial, everything. I maintained my innocence. Uh, and and I did not uh, want to... I, th I think it would have been easy for me to get out much sooner if I had, if I had initially admitted of uh, uh, being guilty of that, but I wasn't going to do that. Because you weren't guilty of that. I wasn't guilty of that. And so... Uh, um, I mean, if you get applause for everything else, you got to get applause for that right there, bro. You know what I mean? So you yeah. you served that time, bro, for not committing that offense. Yeah, I, I, but you know what? Um, and I mentioned earlier, I did a lot of things that I got away with. Initially, when I first was serving time for that, that crime, I, I was bitter. I was upset. Uh, and um, there were times when I thought, like, you know what? Uh, I just, I just, I didn't care anymore. I didn't think I was ever gonna go home. So I'm like, okay, 
I don't care what I do right here. You know, I, I was. There were times when I was. Uh, I would badmouth the, uh, the guards, the COs, and I got written up for all that stuff. And uh, I just didn't care. Uh, but um, when I started uh, uh, evolving uh, um, my state of mind uh, towards uh, uh, being at peace with myself, you know, I had I had to come to terms with you know what. I did a lot of stuff that I didn't get caught for. So it just, it, it was karma. It all caught up to me. Uh, and is that something you explain in the board hearing? Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm guilty of having lived that lifestyle. And uh, by my fourth parole board hearing in 2017, one of the commissioners said, you know what, when I was explaining uh, uh, that, what I, which I just explained right now, uh, uh, he said, you know what, I don't believe you're lying. Yeah. And that's documented right there. Because because you can easily just say, hey, I did it, you know what I mean, just yeah. to get out. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but you were still holding your grounds on your, your innocence. Yeah. You know, of what was real and what was not, and that was something that wasn't real. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I'll talk about everything else that's real that, you know I mean, I didn't get, get caught for, but yeah, bro. And, and you know what, I, um, I got a little bit ahead of myself, but while I was in, while I was uh, in Kern Valley, it was the first time in 20, I believe it was late 2017, early 2018, just before I got the override transfer to Ironwood, there were two individuals that came in to facilitate self-help groups, and they were part of uh, ARC. And those were the first two life coaches from ARC that I met, and they were the first two former lifers that I had seen come back in to facilitate self-help groups. And I was learning a lot from uh, uh, Jacob and Adam, uh, their names. But I didn't get to complete the ARC classes that uh, they were facilitating because I got the override transfer to Ironwood. But while in Ironwood, here's two more ARC life coaches. uh, And you know one of them, Caesar. Caesar, shout out to my boy Caesar. Love you, my G. Shout out to Caesar. Caesar doing a big right now, yeah. man. Caesar and uh, and Jamel, uh, shout out to Jamel as well. Shout out to Jamel. And uh, I was able to complete all three uh, courses that uh, ARC provides: uh, uh, Criminals and Gang Members Anonymous (CGA), uh, the B- uh, BPH uh, Board Prep, a, a class that helps you prepare for the board, and the other one was the YOP uh, Mentorship. So just having former lifers come back in was a huge deal for me because they showed me that, hey, it could be done. You could, you could be a lifer and, and, and get back out. Uh, now, remember, SB 260, that law that passed, you know, when that, I set out on a mission. But these guys just uh, solidified that hope that I had to uh, be able to come back home because... They were once former lifers, and they did it. They were able to come. And so I learned a lot from them, and uh, especially uh, Jamel and, uh, and Caesar uh, at Ironwood, because I was there a whole year, uh, and I completed uh, their, their classes there. Um, that helped me a lot to prepare myself for that final and fifth, that fifth and final board hearing, which I was found suitable. Uh, and so... Uh, uh, Coming home, uh, 
being bailed out uh, from immigration, coming home. And I have that video. I'll show you that video. I'll share it with you. Uh, and um, uh, see, I kept in touch with Caesar and Jamel, ARC. I would go visit the office, and uh, and Caesar was a huge, has been a huge, and still is a, a help for me. Like uh, when opportunities uh, uh, arise uh, uh, out of ARC for me to take advantage of resources and stuff, he would call me. Hey, we're gonna have like, for example, the uh, uh, cons the second chance uh, construction apprenticeship program. He called me. Hey. Um, you want to uh, want to join? I said, yeah, you know, and uh, the program was about uh, three months of, of training in the various construction trades. Uh, and uh, if you graduate, uh, you have the opportunity to be placed in a, uh, uh, in a union job in construction. You know, uh, eventually earn uh, good uh, wages. And so I did. I did the program. I uh, I completed it. I graduated. Uh, it was a great experience. But I was like 51 at the time, man, and, and, and the training was tough, man, because they had you hauling like 100, 150-pound blocks of cement uh, as part of the training. Uh, Those motherfuckers. Yeah, bags of, <laughs> bags of uh, cement weighing 90 pounds. And uh, those, those three months, man, I, I, was like, I, was, I was starting to question, man, I'm, I'm in my 50s already, man, and... Yeah. You know, if I take a job like this, when am I going to retire, man? You know. I mean, yeah, you you weren't getting no mental deterioration. You now you're getting a little hip deterioration. Yeah, But I was determined to complete the program, uh, which I did, uh, and, and uh, so now uh, I'm. Caesar called me again. He says now there's openings for life coach positions. Uh, uh, the state, um, CDCR, the state, uh, did a uh, contract with uh, ARC to expand the Hope and Redemption team. That's that's my department of ARC. Uh, before we were like in nine, nine prisons only, or, or maybe less than that. Uh, but now we're in all of the prisons. Wow, shout out to ARC, yeah. baby. Making a difference, making a change, giving young just giving people hope, man. You know what I mean, so I applied and, and and I made the cut, and and so now I'm employed as a life coach uh, on the Hope and Redemption team to go back inside and facilitate. Uh, and uh, Monday, this past Monday, and Tuesday, I was supposed to. I went to uh, the institution I was supposed to work in. I don't want to say the name yet because yeah. uh, you know I want to surprise uh, some of the guys in there uh, that I uh, I may know in there, you know, and. Uh, and on Wednesday, I was supposed to go to uh, uh, hit another hit another institution that's nearby. Uh, but when I got there Monday morning, uh, uh, the, one of the uh, officials from the, from the institution said, uh, we're short of staff, there's no program, uh, you can't come and facilitate. I said, okay. Same thing Tuesday, short of staff. Uh, so then uh, on Wednesday, uh, something happened at that institution where there was gonna be no program either. So uh, I came back on Wednesday, uh, returned uh, back to, uh, yesterday, returned back to the office. So uh, I'll try again uh, uh, next week on Monday, heading back out, you know. Which will be your first time? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing, bro. What a fucking turnaround. What a turnaround, brother. Yeah. Congrats to you, brother. I mean, you stayed strong all these years, man, and you just, I mean, you believed in yourself. You believed in your innocence, even though at one point you didn't. But there came a point where you just said, you know what? It's time for me to raise up and get the fuck out of this bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And you did it, bro. 
and and I want to go back in there to be that example. Uh, if I could give just a little bit of hope uh, and inspiration, you know, that uh, like somebody like me, you know, uh, wasn't supposed to ever come home. But I did it because I put in the work, the necessary work uh, on myself internally and, 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 and then the external work as well, you know. Uh, and, and, and I want to go back in there to... Uh, to give the blueprints on, on how it could be done. Because everyone, you have to do it, you know. Uh, I, can, I can go in there and guide you, but uh, at the end of the day, you have to do the work on yourself. Absolutely, can I ask you a question? What would be your psych evaluation on yourself right now at this point? Uh, I would be a, extremely low risk. <laughs> I mean, not, not, in that, not in that sense. Like, did you, like, I mean, do, now that you're out on the free world, bro, are there things that, that, you know, have you got on a plane? Have you, like, how do you, do you, do you deal with any uh, uh, PTSD from doing so many fucking years in a Pelican Bay shoe program or just being locked up since 17 years old, bro? I think everyone that's probably been in prison, uh, uh, even if you do a short amount of time in prison, probably comes out with a little bit of PTSD in, in various degrees, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I I definitely suffer from it. Uh, I mean, uh, I still I still uh, shower in my shower, my own personal shower with my shower shoes. <laughs> yeah, I'm with washing his yeah. socks in that bitch, dog. Got them hung up. It's like, yeah. bro, we got a fucking washer dryer and a good one too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this shit will fucking Febreze your clothes, dog. You know what I mean? Like you don't even got to iron these motherfuckers. Put it on fluff. Yeah. <laughs> Technology, huh? From yeah. 17 to now, bro. Yeah. Absolutely, brother. I mentioned uh, earlier, you know, uh, I, I got my four degrees, uh, uh, all with honors, uh, three, 3.7 GPA. And uh, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I applied to, uh, to USC, but I didn't, uh, I didn't get accepted because I learned I, I still have a couple of requirements that I have to uh, meet. So I'm going to, eventually I'm going to take care of those and reapply because that's, uh, that's my dream school. Uh, I grew up like a couple of blocks from there, and I uh, have a family history. I have uh, uh, two sisters and a nephew that graduated from there, and uh, I I want to follow in that tradition with the family. So you want to graduate from there as well? Yeah. And and in what what uh, course? What subject? What degree? Um, business. Uh, I, I like business and uh, social work too. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, damn, brother! Congratulations, fucking yeah. Let's take a couple phone calls and then we are out of this. And this has been amazing. This has been amazing, brother. I mean, man, dog. I mean, are you? Do you have any plans of like, bro, a family? I mean, anything like that? I mean, you're still young, bro. You know what I mean? You could still pop out a couple babies, bro. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know what, man? I, uh, I hope I'm not shooting blanks, man. You know, I, I, maybe I gotta go get a. Yo, what's going on? Oh, oh <laughs> shooting blanks. I mean. <laughs> But you know, we got Preston can let you know if you're shooting blanks or not. He's he's a taste tester for blanks. Where's he at? What's up, Vato? You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us, bro. What's up, Vato? What's going on? What's going on? What up, Doug? You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hey, man, after like 20 years and you get out, hey, uh, dude, uh, weren't you like, man, you know what? I'm going to get my life together. going to give me a hyena. You know, I've been all, all these 20 years with hyenas. Like, is that the, like, the first thing you thought about? Like, man, I'm going to be free. Do all this stuff, get a hot Oh yeah, um, fucking Chi Chong, dog. Chi Chong, <laughs> right here, dog. 
Yeah, you, I, I thought about that, you know, but I want to uh, I want to get my life in order first uh, before I think about a uh, relationship. I'm just I'm barely starting out my life, you know. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Hey, so uh, when, you, when you guys were in the Pinta, did you guys like keep up with the current events like during 9-11 or you were you were, you were in the you, you were locked up? You guys uh, you guys uh, also experienced that stuff, right? Man, I was I still remember exactly what I was doing at that time. Uh when I turned the TV oh. on, uh, I, I was working out. I was doing my workout in the shoe uh, when that happened and uh I thought it was just a fire and then uh and then I see the second plane that that flew into the other building. I was like, "Oh shit, you know this is this Yeah, the A had. They're all from Saudi Arabia. But for some reason, we all we attacked Iraq, but it was Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's pretty smart. Uh it's like Ukraine right now. United States has biological weapons in Ukraine, but then they, you know, Russia's the enemy, man. That's bullshit, you know. United States government is very corrupt. <laughs> All right, my boy. Be easy, baby. About those, man. Peace. Humph. <laughs> You know what, honestly, I don't know if somebody was crank calling us at first, bro, you know what I mean? But just maybe, maybe it's just me with these fucking, you fucking savages out there, dog, the fucking goonies, man. Uh, like, subscribe, join the motherfucking uh, members only, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, all that shit, dog. Um, what do we got going cracking right here? What happened right here real quick? Hold on a second. Uh, um, oh, yeah. I just got a text. Uh, salute to uh, Preston and his family right now. We love you, my boy. Take care of Victor, dog. We love you. We love you. We love you. Prayers to Victor right now. And that's just something that I got a text on. And I'm just going to put that in the universe right now. Um, any more phone calls? Go ahead. Call. You guys were blowing me up the whole time homie was talking, dog. Rudely interrupting. You weren't even fucking. Didn't the homie teach you anything about when someone's having a conversation on the fucking feed out, homie? Shoot a text. Hey, Lucky, I'm going to call right now. You know what I mean, that's how you do it right now in this time we live in. 20, 22 avatars. Um, you're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. What's up, Lucky? Hey, I have a question, bro. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Damn. The whole second chance program. Uh, do you ever feel like maybe uh, you get take advantage of or anything like that as far as uh, the program goes? Take it. Uh, what do you mean taking advantage of? Uh... Like, 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 you know, they give you the... The, the harder stuff to do or they make you do more for less and stuff like that you know what i mean are you happy with your pay rate oh uh yeah when i was inside no you're talking about out here now right like with, with, with the homies that are getting out and i mean you know this dude was wrongfully convicted but he said hey karma i was doing other fucked up things i mean right i mean how is the are you talking about the pay bro no, no, my bad. I, I'm talking about you. When you got out, you said you went on a, in a program where you were like learning a trade or, oh, yeah. or learning to work construction. Yeah, uh, they were. Um, I was actually uh, being paid a, a stipend uh, every two weeks. Uh, the construction, uh, the second chance of construction apprenticeship program, uh, was giving me nine hundred dollars every two weeks uh, to be trained in uh, construction work. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it worked out for you. But what I was talking about was, uh, like, uh, as far as the work, bro, do you feel like they were giving you harder stuff to do or trying to, like, take advantage of you as far as because, you know, you, you, you did your time and then you come out here. And then sometimes, like, people like to see, you know, individuals less. You know what I mean? I, I don't know about no, I didn't get that vibe at all uh, from uh, okay, this program. Cool. No, I, th I, I think they were they were uh, going uh, above and beyond to uh, make sure uh, to assist us, uh, me and my cohorts, uh, and uh, 
they were uh, they were very helpful in, in in trying to see us succeeding uh, in life out here as 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 free uh, as free citizens. Yeah. Okay. That's good, bro. Good. Good for you in that program, bro. Because we need more programs like that, man. Sometimes, you know, uh, people get taken advantage of, and that that ain't right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. Uh, that, that that's not. Uh, fortunately, that's not the case with uh, ARC. Uh, we we genuinely try to look out for uh, for our uh, returning uh, citizens uh, while while they're out here, uh, and uh, even while they're in there, try to help them come home. Absolutely. Thank you for calling, brother. Appreciate you. You know what I, th- I was thinking about when homie was talking about, you know, being taken advantage. I think after being gone for X amount of years, bro, and finally getting your freedom, freedom. I mean, you are grateful for anything that's putting forth to you. So, oh, shit, you're going to give me money to do this? All right, I'll take that shit. I mean, it's just a different it's a different uh, mentality. I mean, y- your thinking process is a whole lot different than potentially saying, oh, you know, what I mean, I mean, you're grateful for everything you, you that's been putting forth to you, but I can get it. I mean, maybe down the road, you can look at back at it and be like, ah, well, maybe that wasn't a fair. But then again, it's up to you to change that. Right. You know what I mean? And if it's not right, you know, what I mean, the, the, the system will not always be correct. But as dudes get uh, siphoned through it and shit, there will be dudes probably like yourself, bro. You know, what I mean, that will come back and say, well, it's kind of like, you know, what I mean, uh, you know, uh, work work the kinks out or whatnot. Yeah. I mean, nothing's going to be perfect, bro. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But shout out to the ARC program, baby. They are doing it big, and we love you guys, brother. And you know what, my G? This has been amazing, dog. Thank this you. has been amazing, and it's been an honor. Thank you so much. Is there anything, like, if people want to reach out to you, talk to you, I mean, is there anything that you want to put out, any events you got coming up? I mean, go ahead and just share them right now, brother. Uh, well, you want to reach out, you my Instagram's on there, right? Instagram is going to be in the description. Okay, yeah. Uh, you can uh, get at me on Instagram. Uh, uh, and uh, as far as events, uh, none none planned in the near future. Uh, but uh, if if any come up, uh, I can just uh, reach out to you. And, yeah, and I'll put them through, brother. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's basically it right there. Hey, baby. I mean, keep on striving, bro. Keep on doing your thing. You know thank I mean? you for the opportunity. A hundred percent. I mean, thank you, bro. This was this was an honor just sitting with you, bro, and and hearing this story, bro. You know what I mean? And and you, I mean, you told it well, brother. You know what I mean? But nobody can tell your story the way the individual could tell the story, dog. But it was it was told very well, and you painted a great picture, dog. And it's always makes it easier for me sitting on this side when I have an individual of your caliber sitting on that side that, hey, this might have been the first time, your first time on a podcast, bro, but shit, you seem like, I was going to say, you seem like a vet to me, but then again, you are a vet, my G, you know what I mean? <laughs> been doing the damn thing, baby, you know what I mean? After doing all that time, I told you to begin the podcast, I said, homie, we're baking cookies right here, dog. This is easy for you. What do you guys want, some chocolate chip? Homie, you want the motherfucking, you know what I mean? Anyways, brother, it's been an honor. Thank you so much. My goonies, everybody hit the like, hit the subscribe, you know what I mean? And yeah, thank you very much, and we'll be back next week. All right, we out.